0: Hi, I'm Keith Siri, and you're listening to the Volume Knob, the songs that saved our lives. This week, Lauren and Cranes in the Sky. I don't think I believe this anymore, but at one point, I think I thought that there are two types of places. In some, I guess the stereotype is go-go big cities. The first thing people want to know about you is, what do you do? In others, again, I guess the stereotype is small towns, people are more bound to draw conclusions from other signifiers. When my mom was growing up in small town Nova Scotia, an early get to know you question was often, What's your father's name? The implication being not only that people had a lot of the same last names, but also that if I knew him, then I'd know you. The thing is, we're never just one thing, all of us are a list. Parent, professional, hip-hop fan, Haligonian, conservative, redhead, archer, teetotaler. And each of those roles comes with a box full of preconceptions that people can use to say that they know you. These boxes, the ones we choose and the ones that get chosen for us, came up a lot when I talked to my friend Lauren about the song that saved her life.
1: My name's Lauren Bacon and I'm a business strategist and a writer and a tech entrepreneur sometimes. And I live in Cambridge, Massachusetts, uh, but I'm from Vancouver, Canada. The song I chose is Cranes in the Sky by Solange.
0: When Cranes in the Sky was released in the fall of 2016, Lauren was at a pretty low point.
1: I was several years into a series of transitions to my identity and my sense of self. In the summer of 2015, I had a six-month-old baby and a -a three-and-a-half-year-old kid, um, a nascent business, and my husband was offered a job that would take us to a new country and very far away from all of our family and friends. And we made that move in January, 2016. It was really tough for me. I knew two, two other adults in the city uh, aside from my husband. And, um, and I didn't, you know, because I didn't have work here. I, I didn't have like a professional network to plug into. It was a really deeply lonely time it really like the world really shrank down to me and the kids in the house.
0: When she talked about how she was feeling through all of this, I had this image of Lauren in my head in front of a Jenga tower, slowly removing blocks one by one. Business owner, not so much anymore, author, sure, but not recently, friend at a distance, sister, a long way away, daughter, aunt, political activist, all on hold for the moment. The one unequivocal label that she was left with was one that made her uncomfortable. Mom,
1: I was in resistance, total resistance, to the idea of grounding my identity in motherhood, which was the one thing I did have. The one thing I had here was two little kids, you know, so I could take them to the park and I could connect with other parents. But I hated the idea of That being how I built my identity, to do that through the kids. It felt like... uh, It felt like... It felt like such a small part of what my identity was, and... Um, I think I felt like I was already investing so much of my time and energy into caring for them that I didn't want my adult conversations to also be about them, <laughs> you know? Uh, and, and I just, yeah, I just, I just really resist, like, The word mom is really loaded and I don't know, it's just my relationship to it is really complicated in the sense that people just throw around the word mom like, it's so easy even your mom could figure it out, you know, like the the subtle messages that Come through in conversations are like an assumption that you sacrifice everything on the altar of parenthood. Um, so uh, that that part—that's <laughs> the, part, the part I hate.
0: Lauren says her own mother is a perfect example of why those stereotypes don't need to apply. She sounds like not only a role model, but kind of a certified badass.
1: My mom rode a motorcycle. (laughs) She was a minister's wife and a mom, and she rode a motorcycle in the 70s and 80s, which was like not a time when many women did that, and... People were, people were totally shocked and blown away when they would see her, you know, in her like motorcycle leathers and then learn that she was a mom. Like there was like they couldn't compute that that you could be a biker and a mom. And but I think that what it was a symbol of was that she, to me anyway, but I think she would say the same thing. Um, That motorcycle represented her commitment to her own freedom. You can't take three kids on the back of a motorcycle. It's not a minivan, right? And so, and it was very deliberately not a minivan.
0: So there she sat, rootless, lonely, unable to work, in a foreign country short of a couple of identities. and enter into this the drums i tried to drink it away i tried to put one in the air
1: i tried to put one in the air i tried to dance it away i tried to change it with my hair i remember hearing the first note saying and being like what is this like what's happening here I ran my credit card bill up, thought a new dress would make it better. I tried to work it away. but that just made me even sadder. I, I don't even know i'm I'm really bad at talking about drums because it's not my instrument at all, but like there's like a, there is a hollowness and like a like a really hard edge to it, you know. I tried to keep myself busy. I ran around in circles, think I made myself busy. I slept it away. I sexed it away. I read it away, away,
0: away, away, away,
1: away. The repeating of like away, away, it kind of reminds me of like somebody's hand on your back, you know, when you're like when you're crying. Like, there's like there's a sense of like ah like if i could i would i would take it away
0: what i find interesting is you're coming to that song in what sounds like a pretty sad state yeah and there's two ways musically you can go in a situation like that and that's towards songs to lift you but i listen to cranes and i mean it's beautiful but it's a it's a profoundly sad song
1: well i feel like you know when you're really sad uh some of the time you can pick yourself up uh, p- pick yourself up out of it with something that cheers you up you know we all have our kind of go-to music for that i guess i mean you know i feel like there's like there's a like time and a place for like lizzo right which is like i'm gonna like <laughs> brush off my shoulders and like throw my shoulders back and like greet the world because i deserve to feel that way and then (laughs) then there's the days where you kind of like want to it's not like i want to wallow and feel worse it's more like um there's a kind of person that just wants to cheer you up and feel like you know make you feel like you can um, move on and just brush the pain away and some pain is like that. Um, that's not the kind of pain that I was feeling. <laughs> there was nothing. There was nothing there that was like, "Oh, just change your attitude, girl," and like, "Go get it." Like that's not what that was. I was in a situation where there was there were just hard limits to how much I could shift with my attitude. It's okay to feel sad, and so it's okay to feel frustrated and blocked when that's what you are when you are blocked. You know, it's it's it is okay to feel um, like there are just cranes in the sky, like. <laughs> I mean I don't mean you know it's like there's just shit blocking my view you know like I I can't I can't get to the blue sky at at this moment from this place
0: How long did you need it, that song?
1: Oh my God, such a long time. It was like, I, I mean, I listened to that album nonstop for like a year and a half, but I slowly started building up friendships here and a structure for a life here that did not revolve solely around mothering and takes time but yeah got there eventually well it's like cranes in the sky sometimes i don't want to feel those metal clouds yeah it's like cranes in the sky sometimes i don't want to feel those metal clouds i tried to run it away I thought then my head be feeling clearer i traveled 70 states Thought moving round make me feel better. I tried to let go of my lover. Thought if I was alone, then maybe I could recover. To write it away, or cry it away. Don't you cry, baby. Away. And it doesn't, it's interesting, like, there's some sad music that I used to listen to that now just makes me feel down. Like, it, it doesn't have that effect on me at all. Um, it feels much more comforting. It's almost like, a, you know, a friend who was there for you in the dark time. Like, that's how I feel about this record.
0: Hey, thanks for listening. The Volume Knob is a weekly exploration of stories through song. Written, produced, engineered, and hosted by me, Keith Siri. You can follow the show on Twitter, at Knob one on Instagram, at volume underscore knob, or go to the website at www.volumenob.net to sign up for the mailing list. I want to thank my friend Lauren Bacon for her time and her vulnerability this week and I want to thank my daughter Kate for her 30 second review of Cranes in the Sky but I wanted to know your opinion on this
1: song. okay well I think that this
0: song is like
1: a bit like Madonna trying to be more classical in an original song and like really different Like, trying to keep it real, but not too real.
0: (laughs) I don't know what that means. What did you like about it? Um, the parts where it's always, like, away, away, away. Because it's like, which way are you going away? Like, why are you going away? I don't know. Why would I know? I didn't write it. Hope to see you next week for more stories about the songs that saved our lives.